0: The Couple Next Door. Written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce.
1: Betsy, will you please hurry up and get dressed, dear? I don't know what to wear. I put a blouse and your corduroy jumper out on the bed for you. Oh, I'm not going to wear that. Put it on now, will you, and hurry up. We're late enough this morning. I'm not going to wear that awful blouse. That is a very beautiful blouse, and you hurry up and get dressed.
2: No. Betsy. Oh, no, Mommy, please. It's awful. I
1: won't wear it. I won't. Now, look, I don't have time to argue this morning. I won't wear it. What is the matter with you, Betsy? I don't like it. Well, it it. is just lovely, and you should be glad you have such a pretty blouse to wear. I don't care. I don't like it. Well, you put it on now and hurry up. Oh, really, dear. What is it
3: now? What's the matter? What's the matter? I don't
1: know what's the matter. Here's this lovely little hand-embroidered blouse that Anne Lindell brought her back from Switzerland. It is just darling. It is not. It's awful. Well, it, it certainly
3: is. is not awful. It's very pretty. I don't
1: like it. Why? It just don't. It's absolutely <sighs> ridiculous. You should be glad you have such a lovely blouse. There are thousands of children all over the world. Be so happy to have such a pretty blouse to wear. I don't care. What's the matter with you? No. The other kids wear blouses like that. That's because they don't have one. Mrs. Lindell brought this back to you all the way from Switzerland. Look,
3: do you have to wear what everybody else is wearing? I should think you'd be glad to have something different.
1: No, I want to wear what everyone else wears.
3: <laughs> so tell you, That's the child of today. The they want to be complete conformists and everything. Well,
1: it's ridiculous, and I don't want to hear another word about it. Now, it's late, and you put it on. Get dressed now. You've got to have breakfast yet, and you don't want to miss the school bus. Oh, no, Mommy, please. Don't make me
2: wear it, please. Do as your
3: mother says and put that blouse on.
2: Oh, it looks awful. Go put oh, it on. I'm...
3: Why do we have to go through this? <laughs> every morning, every morning, there's an argument about what that girl's going to wear. I
1: know it, I know it, Now, look, you know... tell
3: her exactly what she's supposed to wear. And when you come down to the breakfast table, young lady, you have on exactly what your mother tells you. I've had enough of this.
0: This is American Education Week. That sounds pretty formal, doesn't it? But what it really means is that this week you're cordially invited to visit your local schools. Any time between now and Saturday, drop by at any one of the nearby elementary or high schools. Along with meeting the teachers and getting to watch students at work in regular classes and on special projects, you'll have a chance to see for yourself how much education methods have changed over the years. It's no secret, of course, that many schools are overcrowded or that faculties have problems to cope with. All the same, you'll be more than welcome when you arrive. Our teachers know how important good schools are to the community, and you'll be pleased to see it reflected in the way they work to stimulate learning and build character in our younger citizens. You'll be glad you drop by, too, when you realize how much your interest means to the students. Like everyone else, our young people need to be reminded of their importance every now and then. And what better way to show you really care about them than to visit their schools now during American Education Week.
1: Coffee,
3: dear yeah where's Betsy she's gonna miss her bus I
1: sent her back to change her shoes
3: her shoes now what she
1: doesn't like her school shoes she says they're heavy and awful looking as she puts it oh
3: for Pete's sakes what you have on She
1: had on her sneakers which which the shoe man said she should not wear all the time there's not enough support for her arches
3: well of course not you know I, I don't know how a seven-year-old child can be so darn fussy about what she
1: wears Well, I guess they're all alike dear Esther Ford says Clara's the same way they don't want to wear anything they don't think they look pretty in. For the love of Mike, who are they trying to impress? The boys, dear.
3: Boys? At seven years old?
1: Yes. Betsy, you are going to miss your school bus. Well,
3: I certainly don't remember looking at girls when I was seven years old. It must have been something oh, the matter bet. with me. Oh,
1: yeah, you've just forgotten. When I was seven years old, I had a favorite boyfriend. In fact, I had two. David Little and, and Bobby Sorensen. Oh, <laughs> come on now. Oh, I did. Seven yes. years old? Yes, I did. Oh, there you are. Did you change your shoes? yes and they just look awful my feet look so wide those are very nice shoes now get your notebook and the things you have to take to school i'll get your jacket and your hat oh
2: no mommy i don't need a hat oh you certainly do need a hat now it's cold out no mommy please now just
3: stop it do you hear what i tell you before
2: i don't look pretty in that hat daddy See, that's what she always says.
3: What did Daddy tell you last week? It's much better for a little girl to be nice than it is to be pretty.
2: No, it isn't I asked Tommy. Why? Tell me, Aldinger. I asked Tommy if he'd rather I be nice or pretty. He said he would rather I would be
1: pretty. Oh, Josh, Josh. <laughs> You see there?
3: Well, let me tell you something, young lady. You <laughs> listen to your father instead of this, 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 Tommy, what's his name? Aldinger. Aldinger. Aldinger.
1: Wear your long socks. Oh, Mommy. Didn't I tell you to put on long socks? Please, Mommy, I don't need long oh. socks. It's not cold. It's not cold, she says. It is certainly too cold for short socks. You have a cold now. I knew that she'd catch mine. I
2: don't care.
1: I'm not cold.
2: Go put on your long socks. I'll
1: miss my box. Go
2: put them on.
3: Either
1: done. put on your long socks or you'll have to wear your snow pants. Now it is too cold to go out with bare legs. Snow pants? Either that or a pair of slacks underneath your dress. Now you can make up your mind. Mm. I'll be glad when I grow up
2: that
3: I can wear what I want. Yeah, well, until you grow up, you wear what you're told to wear. There's
1: a pair of red ones right on the bed where I put them I here. don't
3: see why we have to go through this every morning. Every morning, we where have to go you through it. Well,
1: see this. how she is if you can do something about it Well, fine. I certainly
3: don't remember that when I was little, I, I made such a fuss about what I was going to wear. Well,
1: I don't remember that I did either. I tell
3: you, one of the troubles is that Betsy has too much.
1: I know. She certainly has a lot more clothes than I ever mm-hmm. had.
3: Probably a lot of the blame is ours. We spoil her. We give her too much. If she didn't have so many clothes to choose from... She wouldn't have to decide what to wear. She'd have one or two things, and that would be it.
1: I know. Well, I suppose you always want your children to have what you didn't have. Well, you know. it's wrong.
3: Now I'm telling you. She's not going to grow up with any sense of values whatsoever. Well,
1: I don't know. She has just about what other little friends have, dear. Yeah,
3: the kids all have too much these days.
1: Well, one child Spoiling. gets something, and right away all their friends have to have it, too. Jackie Bytner got a skirt with no shoulder straps. So right now, Betsy doesn't want to wear the straps on her skirt. Yeah. Well, at seven years old, they don't have any hips to hold them up.
3: That's no excuse. So
1: that's what the battle was yesterday morning. She didn't want to wear that native blue skirt because it has straps.
3: Well, that's ridiculous.
1: Well, dear, the children are afraid to be different. Only time they'll wear anything unusual is when it's so beautiful they know somebody else. Everybody else, you know, will envy them. Oh, there you are now. You'll be much warmer in long socks. Oh. And you'll be glad Mommy made, made you put them on, too, dear. They don't stay up. Oh, yes, they stay up. Now, here, hurry up. Put on your hat and jacket. Oh, please. Can't I just wear my heavy sweat? Now, I am tired of this every dear, morning. Yeah, don't raise your voice. But Nobody I, wear
2: hats that tie under the chin like that, Daddy. All right,
3: may I ask, may I ask, just what is the correct style for traveling on the school bus? What? Just what, what does everybody else wear on the school bus?
1: A lot of them are wearing sort of windbreakers with hoods attached. Well, I didn't think she needed one this year. She can still wear this jacket. It's too small for me. Look at the sleeves.
3: Oh, well, they are a little short for her.
1: Well, they're not that short for heaven's sake. You ought to get at least two years out of things.
3: Now, look here, Betsy. Look here. Your mommy and daddy are sick and tired of the fuss you raise every morning. Now, now, tell me, now, just what exactly is it that you want to wear?
2: I want a red jacket with a hood attached like it and cutting hands.
3: All right, all right.
1: What do you mean, all right, all right?
3: Now, now just let me handle what this with... Is... Betsy, now, listen to me. If we get you a jacket with a hood attached like... Candy Cunninghams or whoever it is, will you promise me that for the rest of this year you will wear exactly what you're told to wear without any fuss?
1: I thought you just said we were spoiling her by giving yeah, her too much now. Just Isn't let that me what you handle this, would right, you please? All right, all right.
3: It. Betsy, now, did you hear what your daddy said? Yes. Well, what about? Now, remember, you're not to make any fuss about dresses or socks
1: or shoes. I don't think we could even find a jacket like she wants now. You have to shop for those things in August. By November everything is picked over. Look, I you am gonna settle this once jacked. and for
3: all. I am not gonna go through this every morning. I'm giving you warning now. I cannot start the day with all this screaming and yellowing, arguing about what she's going to wear now. Lower your voice, dear. Never mind my voice. It's possible that Betsy has a viewpoint that we're overlooking after after all in every situation. When there's a stalemate, you, you you've got to compromise. If you want any peace of mind. Well. I mean, now after all, Betsy is a human being. She she has her likes and dislikes. Perhaps if she had more, more voice in what was selected to begin with, she'd know that she had to wear them. She'd, she'd learn something, too. She'd learn to be careful about selecting her clothes, and that if she makes a mistake, she's stuck with it. Be, she'd be more selective the next time.
1: She is too young, dear, to be consulted about everything she wears.
3: Now, Betsy, I'm going to make this bargain with you. If you promise not to make any fuss in the future about what you wear...
2: You mean you'll buy me a jacket with a hood?
3: Right, right. Mm-hmm, oh,
2: right. yes, Daddy, I promise.
1: May I get one, mommy today? Well, whatever your father says, but I won't have time to shop today. I'll all right, Be-
3: Betsy don't... and I will go shopping. I'll, I'll pick her up after school. Huh?
1: Oh, Daddy, you're wonderful.
3: <laughs> all right, now, that's a bargain. Now, you run along, hurry up. You'll miss your bus. Oh, uh, right, now, what's the matter with you?
1: Nothing, dear. You're handling this. I'm just interested to see how it works out. Mm. just thought maybe they stopped in at your place. Well he was picking Betsy up after school to go shopping and it's so late I mean I've had dinner ready for ages. Mommy! Oh here they are now. Goodbye Eleanor. (laughs) Hi. Oh mommy look at me look at me.
2: Don't I look beautiful?
3: (laughs) Now now remember. Remember it's not for every day. Mommy look.
2: (laughs) Yes I see. (laughs) Look isn't it the most beautiful coat you ever saw? Blue velvet, Mommy. Feel it. Yes. And a velvet hat to match. And look, Mommy, a fur collar and a fur muff. Look.
3: (laughs) Well, I mean, it was on sale. And, well, I mean, I told her she can't wear it for every day. Now, doesn't she look beautiful, huh? Well, what I mean is they didn't have a jacket and a hood that she wanted. And she was so disappointed. And... Well, then we saw this coat and hat and as i say it was on sale you know and, and, and she loved it so that you know oh i do
2: daddy and it's just beautiful <laughs> yeah
3: all right you run along now and then take it off
2: i'm gonna look at myself in the mirror oh it's just beautiful
3: <laughs> well you know i mean it was on sale honey and well you got to admit she looks like a little princess in it doesn't she but i mean i mean she promised if i bought it for her that she'd never make any more fuss about anything she had to wear if she could just just have this coat and well, honey, look, I, I just couldn't resist it. It's the kind of thing that I've always wanted to buy a little girl of mine. And uh, All right, go on, say it.
1: Do I need to say anything?
3: No, I guess not. I know it was the wrong thing to do, but, oh, honey, she looks so beautiful. And I told her, I took her into the coffee shop, you see, afterwards, and everybody, everybody turned and, and looked at her, and she looked so darn cute sitting there drinking this chocolate soda. And, uh, the,
2: right before dinner? A chocolate soda?
3: Oh, well, I never thought of that. Yeah. Well, look, I just wanted to show her <laughs> honestly, off. Honestly, and...
1: dear, you fathers are all alike, and you wonder why your daughters are spoiled. Come on, dinner's ready. Honestly, Betsy. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll no all, matter what parents do, I guess it's always, always the ready, wrong dear. thing.
3: <laughs>
0: You don't need a dark room or a lonely outpost to thrill with suspense. Simply join us on CBS Radio every Saturday as most of these same stations present our stories of suspense. Suspense is known as the theater of thrills, and with good reason. Every week, it lets you eavesdrop on someone caught in a crisis of his own making. Every week, it shows you people at the mercy of their own emotions. For tense psychological drama, well-seasoned with human interest, Listen for Suspense on CBS Radio Saturday. There's no shortage of thrills either when yours truly, Johnny Dollar, goes to work. An insurance fraud investigator, Johnny never knows where his job will lead him or what dangers lie in wait. He doesn't frighten easily, however. Stray bullets, lovely ladies, and devious criminal minds, they're all in a day's work, as CBS Radio's Johnny Dollar tackles an exciting new case each Sunday. The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Francie Myers and is produced by Walter Hart. This is Stuart Metz inviting you to listen again tomorrow for The Couple Next Door.